An Introduction to the Devout Life by St. Francis de Sales Book 4, Chapter 12 Of Sadness The sorrow that is according to God, says St. Paul, worketh penance steadfast unto salvation. But the sorrow of the world worketh death. Therefore, sorrow may be either good or bad, according to its results upon us. Undoubtedly there are more bad than good results from it, for the good results are but two, namely penitence and mercy, while there are six evil results, anguish, indolence, indignation, jealousy, envy, and impatience. Therefore the wise man said, Sadness has killed many, and there is no profit in it. Since from its source spring only two good rivers and six of evil. It is only toward the good that the enemy employs sorrow as a temptation, for inasmuch as he seeks to make sinners take delight in their sin, so he seeks to make good words grievous to the good. And as he can only lead the one to evil by making it seem agreeable, so he can only deter the other from what is good by making it seem disagreeable. Satan delights in sadness and melancholy, since he himself is sad and depressed, and will be so to all eternity, which he would have all to share with him. Unholy sorrow disturbs the soul, disquiets her, arouses vain fears, disgusts her with prayer, overpowers the brain and makes it drowsy, deprives the soul of wisdom, resolution, judgment, and courage, and crushes her strength. In short, it resembles a hard winter which withers the beauty of the earth and numbs all life, for it deprives the soul of all suppleness, rendering all her faculties inaccessible and powerless. If you are ever assailed by this hurtful sadness, adopt the following remedies. Is there anyone among you sad? asked St. James. Let him pray. Prayer is a sovereign remedy, for it raises the soul to God, who is our only joy and consolation. But in prayer, let your emotions and words, whether inward or outward, lead toward trust and love of God, such as, O God of pity, merciful and good God, loving Savior, God of my heart, my joy, my hope, my beloved spouse, beloved of my soul, and such as these. Vigorously thwart the inclination to sadness. 
and although you seem to do everything coldly, sadly, and without fervor, go on all the same. For the enemy would fain enfeeble our good works by sadness, and when he finds that we will not discontinue them, and that they are only the more meritorious through our resistance, he will cease to annoy us. Refresh yourself with spiritual songs, which have often caused the tempter to cease his wiles, as in the case of Saul, whose evil spirit departed from him when David played upon his harp before the king. It is also useful to be actively employed, and that with as much variety as may be, so as to divert the mind from the cause of its sadness, and to purify and enliven the mind. For sadness is a cold, dry passion. Also, make use of outward acts of fervor, even though you have no delight in them, such as embracing the crucifix, pressing it to your heart, kissing the hands and feet hanging thereon, raising your eyes and hands to heaven, and calling upon God with words of love and reliance, such as, My beloved is mine, and I am his. A bundle of myrrh is my beloved to me, he shall abide between my breasts. Mine eyes have failed for thy word, saying, Oh, when will you comfort me? O oh God, you are my God, my soul thirsts for thee, and it shall be filled. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? and so forth. The discipline in moderation is useful in overcoming sadness, because this voluntary external affliction produces internal consolation, and the soul, experiencing outward pain, is distracted from that which is within. Frequent communion is an excellent remedy, for that heavenly food confirms the heart and gladdens the spirit. Make known to your confessor and guide all the emotions, cares, and suggestions which spring from your sadness, with faithfulness and humility. Seek the society of devout persons as much as is practicable, and above all, resign yourself into God's hands, disposing yourself to suffer your grievous sadness with patience, as a fitting punishment for your vain joys. And never doubt that when God has sufficiently tested you, He will set you free from this trial. End of chapter 12 of Book 4